Welcome to Cannabis Nation, where we help guide you through the wonderful and complex world of cannabis by shedding light on your most burning questions and takes desires. I'm Susan. And I'm Nick. And this is episode 16. The big one, six. Oh my God, living the dream at 16. Yeah, we officially have our driver's license. <gasps> we are on the road. Oh my God. We are free. We can go anywhere, anywhere and everywhere. Boy, the possibilities are limitless. We might even take a road trip, dare I say, go maybe interview our first interviewee in a new locale. Maybe. Yeah, we might be applying for a real job. <gasps> a real job? Well, speaking of which, during this episode, we have our second installment of the Follow the Money series. Yes, it's called Cannabis Jobs, Dream Jobs, yes, Real Jobs. And we have a new product, a whole new commodity we're going to review. And we're going to do a new different twist on the review this time. So it's going to be more about the commodity and less about, you know, like a strain or something like that. Yeah. But first, Professor Potnik wants to update us on the COVID <laughs> and cannabis front. Take it yeah. away, Professor. So uh, research recently published in Frontiers in Pharmacology has found in mice that THC can help protect from ARDS. What's ARDS, Professor? It is acute respiratory distress syndrome, and it is the leading cause of death in COVID patients. Ah, now, so COVID doesn't kill you. It's because you get ARDS because of the fact that you got COVID, right? Yeah, COVID, uh, ARDS develops from the COVID virus, right. which is the leading cause of death. Um, so the mice were exposed to a toxin that causes death in four to five days Oof. due to ARDS. Oof. Now it's a hundred percent mortality rate. All the mice would die. Jeez, that must've been a hell of four or five days in that lab. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but a hundred percent of the mice treated with THC survived. What? A hundred percent survival rate? Yeah. Absolutely insane. That's, that is crazy. You when so you... rarely get numbers like this in any sort of study. I'm sure they were shocked. Yeah, absolutely cool. So this is believed to be because of THC's interaction with the CB2 receptors, which are largely present in the immune system. Now remember, your endocannabinoid system, Yeah, people. go back and listen, listen to the Cannabis Nerds episode if you need a brush up. <laughs> yeah. Um, we go through all that information. Yeah. So this, that being said, I do need to put a disclaimer on this. <sighs> Such a party pooper. Party pooper Nick was wearing his brown pants and showed up to the party. So. Stinky. A THC showed to help mice with ARDS, which is what kills people with COVID. Right. THC will not prevent you from catching it. What do you mean? Spreading it. No. Getting really sick what? or facing long-term effects from COVID. So if I go to a party and pass a joint, we're not all safe? No. In fact, if you're <laughs> all smoking the same joint at a party, you're probably increasing your risk of catching COVID. Right. And most likely not following social distancing right? rules. <laughs> And it's a hell of a hard time to smoke with a mask on. <laughs> so chances are you're doing it wrong. So but, this study shows that THC will help those hospitalized and dying from the effects of COVID to survive. Right. And that is it. Right. But they probably won't be giving you this in the hospital anytime soon. No, so unfortunately just, no, yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately not. But it is super interesting and, oh. and crazy, crazy uh, rate of... of survival with it i mean mind-blowing i know and just i just want to add to we are going to talk about jobs so think about the two scientists that got paid to do that study yeah <laughs> so so we're gonna get mice real sick and then we're gonna get them real high yeah. i'm just gonna <laughs> oh see what god. happens oh my god it worked what what whoa <laughs> who saw that coming <laughs> wait we were doing science and we got paid for 
Wow. No, they followed the scientific method and they went through years and years of schooling and much, much research in order to get to the point where they even were allowed to do this kind of stuff. These are amazing people and we owe them a huge amount of respect for doing this study and figuring out this this incredible effect of THC with uh, with ARDS. Thanks, intrepid scientists. Intrepid scientists. (laughs) All right. So now for our second installment of our Follow the Money series, Cannabis Dream Jobs. Yes, they're real jobs. Now, and I want to preface this, I I want to say, I put quotes in real jobs in this episode because I think when you have to really show up for really on time for a job that you really have to do Mm -hmm. and you have to really get paid tax, really have to pay taxes. Yes. Or you really get fired if you don't. Yeah. That that's a real job. Yeah. Okay. That's just how I look at it. And then some people wanted to make the distinction between skilled and unskilled. Well, as Nick pointed out, that's not really a good level either because every job you do, you have to have some skill. There is no job that you can just walk on and with absolutely no training and having never done it before, do it well. I right. mean, every every single job requires a certain amount of skill. Yes. So unskilled jobs, screw you. Yes. That's bullshit. That's right. All jobs are skilled and all jobs are important. That's right. So we just wanted to add that whatever you do, we think and we that you have a real job and we thank you for really doing it. Yeah. Now, that being said, some cannabis workers are lucky enough to have quote unquote, you know, like a real job, meaning I think a job that includes benefits such as healthcare insurance, paid vacations and or retirement benefits as well. And Derek, what? Living wages? Really? I don't know what that means. Right. Well, (laughs) unlike some business sectors operating in America today, a common thread in this burgeoning legalized cannabis industry, yes, please, is the intent to treat the workforce with dignity and respect. Yeah. It's great, you guys. Seriously. A new paradigm. Yeah. I mean, there, uh, there are so many people, especially in states where it's not legalized, that think of cannabis jobs as a joke, as, mm-hmm. you know, your something you give to it, you know, somebody who doesn't have any ambition or doesn't want, you know, yeah. isn't actually trying to go anywhere with their life. And that is couldn't be further from the truth. You're, so you're many si- people. Yeah. Your girlfriend's little brother is stoner boy. Yeah. yeah. So, so many people are making legitimate careers out of the cannabis industry and it needs to be respected as a serious job and we're going to tell you why throughout this episode yeah yeah now what kind of real jobs have been created by the real legalized cannabis industry well buckle up buttercup we probably left one or two out but here's a list of real jobs created by states that have legalized recreational cannabis use for adults 21 and over yeah, and it's a huge list. Yeah, so it we, is. we broke it down into the cannabis jobs, which are directly related to, you know, handling, selling, transporting the plant, uh, and then the ancillary businesses, uh, which if you don't know what ancillary means, it's, uh, it means uh, persons, goods, and or services that work to support the main work of an institution. You don't have to get your hands dirty. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So first with the <laughs> cannabis jobs, I mean, the main categories we have, we have producers, which are your growers. Mm-hmm. You have processors, which are handling the cannabis post-growing. Mm-hmm. You have retailers who are selling it, of course. Mm-hmm. You have transportation consultants and sales reps. Uh, which are all people that are integral in this process. Right. 
even within each one of those, for example, your producers, you have so many different jobs within that. You have That's trimmers, right. you have growers, you have operations managers. Same with the processors and the retailers. It's yep. a huge list of jobs underneath that uh, that go into that. So, yes. I mean, we could go into every single one, oh, but we don't want to be reading a list this whole episode. Oh, my God. No kidding. Yeah. So to continue the list. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, we're going to continue the list. <laughs> so the ancillary businesses include, uh, but are not limited to uh, companies that provide uh, grow lights, nutrients, soil, packaging, extraction machinery. Which is ir- huge. Yeah. Uh, irrigation systems, mm-hmm. data processing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, media consulting paraphernalia huge yep lobbyists tourism Mm, uh industry associations and alliances uh uh, transportation of ancillary goods as well as security systems and services and then even enforcement of of cannabis laws yeah now and i thought this was really interesting like we could do a whole other show on just on what state jobs have been yeah, created government in, jobs that right. are that are based around the cannabis industry right people that like go off to farms who have to know about canopy size and yeah. you know and then people doing the retail sector let alone the guy who's just pulling you over to ask you know you know have you been spoken about? i mean just and then the just the list went on and on and on yeah. and that's again you know these are just the this is the heading and then there's subtitles underneath all that so as you can see exactly how many jobs have been created in this legal marijuana industry well according to leafly um in their annual report they found that 243 700,000 full-time equivalent jobs were supported by the legal cannabis industry and that's as of january 2020 yeah 243,700 jobs yes. that is huge now and just think guys now this is not including the ancillary jobs as well. That when we read that list, it was huge. So oh, yeah. think about that. And then now that's a 15% year over year increase. They have they, they have projected that there's a 15% year over year increase. Over the past 12 months, the expanding industry has created 33,700 new jobs nationwide. That makes legal marijuana the fastest growing industry in America. Fastest growing in America. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, there's that. that and then, now think, I, I read this and I thought this was an interesting add-on. Now, in Colorado, which may be the nation's biggest per capita marijuana market job market, that one job in every 165 residents was directly related to cannabis. That's crazy. So, yeah. That's not even including the ancillary jobs. Well, and that's also saying that's one job for every 165 residents. And that, you know, that's residents. That includes people that are retired or not working. Right. So it's not one in 165 jobs are a cannabis that's job. That's right. There's one job for every 165 that's residents. huge. Yeah. Yeah. Now, with all that growth, there has also been a growth in the tax coffers of the states with legalized cannabis industry, with a legalized cannabis industry. And... The U.S. Treasury. It is huge. So Uh for a brief overall on taxes collected, uh, in 2018, Alaska, California, Colorado, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington, those states alone brought in a total of $1.256 billion in taxes in cannabis state taxes, that is. Wow. And that's just six states. Wow. There are more states with legalized cannabis than just that. Wow. But over $1.2 billion 
in state taxes was collected. And wow. And that's just like West Coast stuff, guys. Okay. That's just West Coast stuff. So, you know, when you think about that, 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 uh, you go, again, you go, why aren't we? Legalizing? Yeah, 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 it's it's yeah. insane. Now, so that's just states. Mm-hmm. That's just taxes that were collected for the individual states, mm-hmm. but federal tax is collected too. Yes. <gasps> Even what? though it's federally illegal, it is still taxed. Of course it is. So the federal government collected an estimated $4.7 billion in taxes from legal cannabis com- companies last year on nearly $13 billion in revenue. Whoa. Yeah. This figure does not include federal income tax paid by individual cannabis workers, mind you. So and, that is yeah. just paid by the businesses alone. And trust, Nick and I do pay real Fed taxes. Oh, They're yeah. really taken out of our paycheck really every two weeks. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is. It's... So that's that 4.7 doesn't include, you know, the workers. No. And you might have noticed that the federal tax collected is almost four times yeah. higher than the state tax. Yeah. Tell them why that is. Well, it's because of IRS tax code 280E. What's that? Uh, so it was uh, designed to stop businesses that traffic schedule one or two substances from being able to make normal tax deductions. Oh, and it's sad. You mean we can't run off the hookers and blow? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not since the 80s. Uh, <laughs> Literally, yeah, um, but that can that can lead to an effective seventy percent tax rate for many cannabis businesses. Now think about that. I want I want to just interrupt yeah. you here real quick and say, so just so you guys are aware, that's for every dollar made, seventy cents goes to the feds. Absolutely insane. You okay. you sell something for a dollar, you get to keep thirty cents. Yeah, and you still have to pay state taxes with that, and yep. you still have to pay your wages and the lights and pay for product as well. Yeah, it is It is absolutely massive. But this tax, it was created in 1982 after a court case where a convicted cocaine trafficker ah, asserted his right to deduct his business expenses. <laughs> I got gas. Yeah. I got hookers. Well, yeah, so, <laughs> so they, they caught him and they were like, all right, well, you've been making all this goddamn money. You got to pay some taxes on it. And he was right. like, well... There's the planes that I got to write off. There's the people I was paying under the table. Manufacturing. I mean, I had to pay off state officials. So they're on my payroll. (laughs) All that stuff. So after he uh, decided he wanted to deduct his business expenses, they put this tax into play. Horrible. But until medical and recreational cannabis were legalized in individual states, virtually no other businesses had paid this tax, as doing so would be an admission of breaking the law. So, yeah, that's how they get us, too. Exactly. Um, So only those convicted of trafficking a scheduled substance were forced to pay the tax on the income made from their illegal business. So, but I guess when you apply for a permit in the state to... Say, hey, I'm going to sell cannabis. You are admitting to the federal government, hey, oh, I'm yeah. breaking the law. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> hey. Hey, guys. So. <laughs> hey. Hey, it's me. Mm-hmm. Legalized cannabis industry. <laughs> Um, I am breaking the law. Here is my social security yeah. number. Here is my residence. Here's my license plate number. Uh, Do you want my debit card yeah. and my, my account info? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can have that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, if you... Do you want to own your own cannabis business? This is the kind of stuff that you want to know ahead of time yeah, because absolutely. it's not necessarily the green rush that everybody expected to. Now, That's there right. are a lot of people making a good amount of money, but it is a huge burden, uh, the tax burden especially. And I will tell you this. 
for all those who think they don't have to pay their taxes and they're this and they're that and they have this loophole and they have that loophole. My mom worked for the IRS and I will tell you one thing that she told me and she will tell everybody, they will get their money. You know what I have to say to that is (laughs) don't tread on weed. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So compounded interest is a daily is a thing and they will charge you for it. So terrifying. Yeah. So hopefully that will change at some point, but just know that that is the lay of the land at the moment that the fed does get a big cut. Yes. Yes. You are, you are making them a lot of money. Yeah. So, and that being said now in these, in the job market, who's making what? Okay. So we thought like, you know, we would give you a list of like, you know, top to bottom. And just as in many fields, it largely depends on your title and your location. Where you live dictates what taxes you pay. Mm-hmm. Just like, and just like everything else, size matters. Yeah. The bigger the company, the more you get paid. Yeah. I just, for, the, for the most part, I mean, it's not necessarily true. There are definitely lots of big companies in every industry that yeah. pay their bottom line workers next to nothing. That's but, true. I mean, what we mean by that more is that if your company is successful, you have more of an opportunity to get paid more versus a company that's struggling. Yeah. And say like, you know, you're a tier three or a multiple tier three company, you know, your, your, your higher ups are usually going to make more just because you're a bigger company. But like Nick says, that's not always the case. But here's our short list from top to the most common cannabis jobs from top to bottom. Yeah. All right. So first one we have on the list is the CEOs. Yeah. So they're generally going to be the highest paid. And now that's not 100% true because a lot of CEOs, especially with that tax burden that we're talking about Mm -hmm. uh, just a little bit ago, a lot of CEOs don't actually take any money for the first couple years at yeah, least that's just for because sure. they have to put everything back into the business to ensure that it grows to the point where they can start taking and money. God bless them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, that that is a very common occurrence. Don't expect to start your own business and immediately be head honcho and no. making boo bucks. bucks. Yeah. 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 It takes time to grow a business. That's right. Much like it takes time to grow a plant. Yeah. <laughs> Patience. Patience, um, quite but yeah, shame. so once you're once you're past that period, though, yeah. generally CEOs, of course, are going to be the highest paid people. Now, after that, we put master growers and master extractors. Yes, because these are the people you know that are making and breaking it. Yeah, these are the product. These are the people that are putting out the product that go, actually goes on the shelves and, yeah. and that makes people want to buy more. You That's know, right. You smoke that really freaking good weed from that one grower and you're back to buy that the next day or, or that, buy something else from them because, okay, that grower knows what they're doing. Or that extraction company exactly. or extractor that just really hits your butt and boy, that's smooth, ooh, 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 mm-hmm. tasty. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the product quality experts. They make the products and make them good. Yes. And now then now mind you people this is just you know what Nick and I thought too. Yeah. Okay yeah. so we could be wrong We but did some research as yeah. well and we looked at uh, certain numbers that other websites had posted. We didn't necessarily see a whole bunch of uh uh, you know, backup for those. So we, yeah. we put it in a general list. So just so you know, you could argue the point with us and that's fine, but this yeah. is just our list. So dispensary manager, mm-hmm. we thought next. So, you know, these are the people that are in charge of what goes on in a dispensary. Yeah, the entire dispensary um, from top to bottom. Right. They're generally going to be the next up pay-wise just because they have 
a lot of hats to wear in a dispensary. Absolutely. There's so much to do and so much to keep track of. Yeah. Making sure that you're getting uh, everything and having it run smoothly. Yeah. And making sure everybody's compliant. Yep. And I mean, it's a big task. Yeah. And then, then we thought the assistant growers and the um, assistant extraction techs. Yes. Because these are the people that... You know, a master grower or a master extractor can't be there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You have to have people, or even if you're at one of these massive tier three three grows, a master grower can't hand water every plant every single day. It's generally a waste of their time. So... They, the assistant grower and the extraction techs are the people that are trusted to follow the parameters of mm-hmm. the master grower and the master extractor to make sure those plants and those uh, extractions go smoothly and uh, are end up in the quality that, that they want. The standard of the company. Exactly. Absolutely. And also this is a job where you're building a resume yeah. to maybe become a master grower or a master extractor one day. So yeah, so you like, actually do really care. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. Yeah, and then we thought, now, edibles producers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you would think, well, why aren't they a little bit higher? But now these are the people who are dealing with the, the, the products after the master growers and the assistant are deal with it yeah yeah so so an edible producer meaning like basically the the chef and product designer for the edibles that make it onto the shelves Mm -hmm. the person that is the behind how everything is made and how it's dosed and and all of that um so like like susan said you might expect these people to be a little bit higher on the list but the main reason that they are where they are and why we put them where they are is because in washington state at least edibles are not the highest selling product they are they are low on the list compared to extracts and and flour uh, and those type of products um so those companies generally aren't making as much which is generally why an edible edible producer you know their their head product designer is probably not getting paid as much as a master grower or master extractor yeah and i do have to say my hats off to a lot of these guys though i mean some of this stuff is so flipping good you don't even know there's marijuana in there yeah and you want to keep eating it and you're, <laughs> yeah. I mean, remember that wave product we reviewed? Oh, oh yeah. my so, God, was that good! And there's so many products that are so good, and so many edibles oh, yeah. producers that their focus is just like is quality top to bottom, not yeah. just getting you that high, but making sure it tastes great, yes. it delivers well, it's consistent. I mean, there's chemi- so much chemistry just involved in that alone. Absolutely. You know? So. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, really appreciate you. <laughs> so the next on the list we thought were the inventories, operations, slash purchase managers, the logistics managers. Exactly, exactly. The people that are coordinating everything, whether it's your grow or mm-hmm. your extraction company or your producer or your dispensary. Or your the transportation pe- company. Yeah, the people yeah. that are, are uh, making the deliveries happen, the people that are making sure that a product goes from one stage to the next in an orderly manner right. uh, the and compliant. That's and right. And also just, you know, uh, quality assurance even. So, so, so much, so many hats these people wear. They do a lot of amazing work. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And, uh, and they should probably get paid more. They probably should. <laughs> they, probably they probably should. should. Now, next we thought kind of, kind of all fit together, but you know, bud tender, bud trimmer. And then, you know, after that, maybe delivery driver, yeah. you know what I mean? So, and, and that would, bud tenders would be people like Nick and I, you yeah. know, and, 
I feel like we're in the front, one of the front lines. There's many, but you know. Yeah, I mean, each of us do wear different hats as well, but butt tending yeah. is still a big part of our job. Um, so the importance of a bud tender is huge because the bud tender is the person that's actually talking to the customers, that's, right. that's translating the information that's from right. the grower or the extractor or the edible producer right. to the customer and influencing what people are buying. That's right. It's you know, so that's important. why, I mean, at least before COVID, so many companies would put on like parties that's specifically right. for bud tenders just to like schmooze us, schmooze us <laughs> because we do have the final say, you know, yeah. I mean, of course, what the store purchases is what we can sell but within that realm what do we recommend exactly yeah exactly what's our go-to there are so many products in each store that you go to that you can't as a customer go and look at every single one and know exactly what it is you have to talk to a bedender to figure out what these things are for the most part so we are the gatekeepers of the products pretty much so You know, that's why it's important to really know your bud tender and to have a good relationship with it. But trust mm-hmm. them. Know that this is a person that you can ask these questions to and you can give you a straight answer. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think that that needs to be a big uh, change in the industry, too, is there's there's a lot of stores that do uh, not necessarily hire bud tenders for their expertise but for filling a position and and that's when you get misinformation going out that's when you get uh people that that have a bad time because the wrong product was recommended to them you know or just like i said getting just false information um so i mean i think there i think there's a a long way to go on that but finding finding bud tenders that you trust at a store that you trust to hire people that know what they're talking about too <laughs> thank you, know, you. yeah uh, it's super important super important but enough about us yeah uh, <laughs> now, and then the bud trimmers they're equally important yeah you know they determine what 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 happens to that that master grower and that assistant grower and you know everybody's care now you have it in a trimmer's hand yeah and so actually they actually do pretty well as far as making and, and all of these jobs either are start out a little bit higher than minimum wage yeah not you know so that's kind of good too yeah but these jobs can lead up to master growers as well you know and anywhere in between exactly so, i mean there a lot of companies prefer to promote from within and, and yeah. you know have somebody they trust but yeah i mean with the bud trimmer you know they kind of go hand in hand with bud tender in a lot of ways especially for flour yeah. in that so much of what sells bud is that jar appeal. That's right. And you know, it's like if cheese. it's exactly and that requires a product to not only be grown well and cured well and and taken care of in that way, but also the trim job is incredibly Absolutely. important. Absolutely. If it's got a whole bunch of scraggly leaves hanging off of it, it's not gonna look nearly as good as something that's or if it's so tightly trimmed that all the trichomes have been knocked yes. off, you know. Or um, you leave a big, you know, stem in yeah, there. You know? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Down with machine trimmers. Um, but yeah, it's a <laughs> super true. important job. And then uh, also our delivery drivers. Love these guys. They are incredibly important. They're making sure, one, that this product gets to where it's going. But they're also, they have most contact with, with the general people in the store too i I love these guys they are the uh, to me the unsung heroes and the untapped resource of our industry i really appreciate them like a lot of these guys now there's some transit companies like that don't go to the farms necessarily other than to pick stuff up right but they're you know but that they're again they're going to different farms and they're picking stuff up and they might not work at the farm but they talk to people at the farm 
And you might get somebody who's from the farm, which is kind of fun too, because yeah. you get to hear the excitement and passion in their voices. Totally. And, and they're the ones who are, you know, talk like as you're counting through these products, as you're getting them in, they're telling the bud tenders or the, the people that are at the shop about the different strains yeah. and stuff, you know, exactly. they're giving a lot of information. And like Susan said, I mean, they go to so many different stores. They go to yeah. so many different grows. They are, they see more of the industry than anybody, anybody else. else and i love asking them questions and learning from them yeah. you know so just remember if you you know if you work in a dispensary or if you know a delivery driver pick their brain because they've got some interesting intel to tell about the industry and mm -hmm. different grows and different dispensaries and like i say for us you know like i like to offer the guys a cup of coffee do you need to use the bathroom yeah, you they're know? on the road for hours to yeah. bring you some good weeds yeah so. yeah need some glass of water treat, treat them, right. them like people yeah, yeah 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 and then as you as they leave tell them to drive fast and take chances anyway. no 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 <laughs> No, party pooper next kicking back in. Dang Drive the it. speed limit. Be safe, delivery drivers. Yeah. It's important that you are safe and get to your next stop. And we appreciate you. Of course. Now, keep in mind, this is just our short list. You know, it doesn't even include so many different jobs. Oh, my gosh. All the way up to, like, scientists and chemists that are making all these different types of capsules and tinctures and uh, topicals. Or any of the ancillary jobs that we mentioned earlier. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many of them. So many. Yeah. And, and these are good jobs that most of us lucky enough to be in this burgeoning industry are happy yes, to have. Yes, we are. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. Our customers, for the most part, across the market spectrum are happy to see us. Yeah. And so with so much to gain in taxes and employment opportunities across a huge spectrum of the real jobs market. End quote. One wonders why more states and or the feds wouldn't want cannabis to be legalized across our nation. Amen. It's it's absolutely insane that there it is such a snail's pace still. You know? I know, really. And it, at one point, though, I'm kind of glad. I mean, I know this is going to be controversial, but I've said it before and I say, I'll say it again. I mean, once it's federally legal, you know, dolly bar the door, there's going to be so many big industries that are going to, you know, the big fish that swallow the little fish. So I'm really happy that the little fish has a time to become maybe a contender. Like if we can all band together, you know, and become one big fish and get our lobbying to you know, yeah. like the answer, get our lobbying to group together and stuff. Because again, we're changing the paradigm. Like we were saying earlier, a lot of these jobs People are getting paid real living wages, even us as bud tenders, you yeah. know, like I'm lucky enough for the first time in my life to have, you know, health care through my employment. And yeah. that's just something I never thought I'd have. So it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I have faith that there will always be uh, enough room for a craft market and enough uh, desire for mm -hmm. a craft market that mm -hmm. it won't be big guys completely taking them. Of course, you're going to have your Budweiser's and your Anheuser-Busch, right. but but there's always going to be that good weed and that local stuff, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, and and like cheese. Yeah, you know, we you're right. We've got our Tillamook and you know, and other big stuff. But then we've also got our like small little craft people that you know will pay a lot of money for that yeah. sheep cheese wrapped in in grape leaves every day. Yeah, so that's speaking for sure. of small guys doing interesting things. Oh yeah. So okay. I have to say, guys, I am so excited for our review, our review. today because we're not going to do it in the traditional sense. As I said at the top of the episode here, 
um, where we say what family member, because we kind of felt like this was a new commodity yeah. and everybody should be able to do it. So we wanted to tell you more about that. And what a new, interesting thing, boy, it's the inhalers. You the guys. very first cannabis inhaler. And we're wow. not talking about a vaporizer that no. looks like an inhaler. We're not talking about a pipe that's shaped like an inhaler. Yeah. We're not talking about a stash jar that looks like an inhaler. No. This is a full-on, just like your asthma inhaler, yeah. but with cannabis instead of your asthma medication. It is absolutely incredible. We've never seen anything like this no, before. No, we haven't. And again, you've got to remember real scientists and real chemists yeah. and then real R&D, you know, went into this. So... All right, what is it? Again, like Nick said, it's an inhaler, just like you know, you know, from asthma inhalers, right? Yeah. Um, and again, you're not combusting it, you're not vaporizing it. It is honestly the most pure way I feel that you can deliver cannabis and terpenes. In an inhaled method. Yeah. The the only the only way to inhale cannabinoids, get the instant effects that you can't get affects any quicker than inhaling it that is the fastest way and you can get them without burning yes. without hot vapor going into your yep. lungs just yep. the purest most instant way to do it so super super exciting that something like this is coming to the market now okay so what was your feedback on this so it is a low dose product the one right. that we specifically got is from a company called fairwinds in washington state we've talked about their products before and yep. we really like them because they they do some amazing research into making sure that everything that goes into their products it's, is actually effective and quality and quality yeah um they, i mean they, they pesticide free yeah you know they employ scientists you yes. know it's uh and they they do a lot of amazing work um but the way the breakdown on this one is that it has uh, 500 milligrams of your actual cannabis oil in it. Right. It has 200 doses per canister that you buy. Correct. And so that breaks down to about 200 mil, or sorry, 2.5 milligrams of cannabis oil per, uh, per do dose. Per dose. Now that doesn't mean that it's going to be 2.5 milligrams of THC. Right. That's 2.5 milligrams of cannabis oil. So there's even going to be a percentage of that. And this particular one that I have, the GG4, they did strain specific. Uh, yeah. Just in this Fairwinds product, they did a strain specific. And it's a 0. 0.7, I mean, excuse me, it's 74%. THC. Exactly, exactly. Right. So you're not even getting, so it is a very small dose. Right, micro dose. You know, the average edible dose is 10 milligrams right. of THC. Right, um, Which is a lot for, can be a lot for a somebody who's completely unexperienced with cannabis. Um, so that's what I see this product kind of designed for, you right. know, is if you are a regular smoker, a daily smoker of cannabis, this isn't necessarily the product for you because you're going to have to take quite a few puffs in order to and that, get yeah. the effects of it. And that was my experience. Yeah. And especially one like this that is designed to be just a specific strain and the major purpose of it is the high. Right. Now they also do, uh, they have a whole CBD ratio line as well. That's for the more medicinal side of things that could work pretty well for, even for a regular cannabis user if you're looking for those CBD specific effects. And that's what I thought 
its application was best for. Yeah. That, you know, that's what I would recommend it for. Yeah. Would be that person who wants a microdose mm-hmm. or that person who's looking to take medicinally the CBD and have it be the fastest delivery yeah. system without smoking or yeah. heating or, you know, inhaling a yeah. smoke. Not so. to mention it's completely odorless. Yes. It's probably the most discreet inhalant you can, can freaking buy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's... And I defy you to trip break out an inhaler and somebody give you shit for it, right? I <laughs> 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 can you imagine? Nerd. <laughs> that's the shit you'll get. Oh, no. No, I know. I have many friends with with asthma, and they are very great people. Yeah, see, They're not and, and nobody, when Some you break out an inhaler, nobody goes, what's that? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that drugs? <laughs> nobody says that. No. No. So it might be perfect for a concert, too. But you're going to, again, it's not for getting high. I didn't have that impression. I mean, like... Yes, a microdose, but as Nick pointed out, when you smoke on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't be ashamed, Susan. <laughs> There's no fear. We're in a safe space. No, I'm so scared still. Um, when you smoke, you know, on a regular basis, this is, again, this isn't going to be like the thing that you're going to like take one puff and get high for a couple hours, right? No, this it, is... it could be fantastic for that person who's never used cannabis right. before and want to experience a very mild high. Absolutely. Just very light, nothing overwhelming. Absolutely. Could work amazing for them. And I think that's another thing that I would recommend it for too. Yeah. Somebody who didn't want to do an edible because that's scary too. Yeah. Because you don't know. I still don't know where any edible at any one time is going to lead mm-hmm. me. And, you know, I've been doing this for a while. So I thought it was good for that for sure and i kind of will put this in that transdermal area where i really like it it's a new commodity again it's not going to get you high but you have this kind of nice easy ride or in a nice way to deliver your cbd in a in a you know in a constant stream yeah it's not gonna hurt you in in, an instantaneous manner you know yeah just you know because there we've had products that you know, like edibles that don't require smoking at all and capsules and tinctures, but nothing this instant. Good point. Even transdermals. It, good nothing point. this instant. Yeah, which is good that's point. that's why I, I really truly love about it. You know what might be good is if you have a transdermal and you have this inhaler, so you could do the inhaler and that you know, while you're waiting mm-hmm. for that transdermal to and kick then, in. And then while you're doing that, you smoke a joint and then yeah. you also pop a couple capsules. <laughs> and then you get those really nice gummies and you take a few of those. And yeah. then you just lather yourself up with some massage and oil don't that's forget infused. your suppository. No, nope, you got be your afraid. suppository. Okay, yep. don't be afraid. Now, I do want to add while we were looking into this that, you know, because you were going to ask, what's the propellant? Yeah, so this is, it, it is built like a medical inhaler, like for asthma. So right. the ingredients in it are cannabis oil, terpenes, and a medical grade propellant used in inhalers. Right. Um, now what that is, is a hydrofluorocarbon propellant. Uh, which is used in medical uh, aerosols such as asthma inhalers. That's right. Um, and it's one of two different types or a combination of the two. Um, so these are, uh, you know, FDA tested. They are safe. Um, yeah. And, and again, we trust Fairwinds and we did look yeah. into what this was. 
And it's, you know, like he said, this it's us leapfrogging on the medical industry's research that they've already developed. Exactly. So that was that was really good to 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 witness and to read about as well. Yeah. So yeah. super exciting having yes. this brand new product and I'm so excited to see where it leads to. Yes. Because there's so much potential for it, especially on the on the medicinal side of yeah. cannabis. There's so much potential we for have a product even, like yeah, this. Yeah, we've scratched the surface yeah. on the cannabinoid and terpene thing that we can be delivered through this method. Yeah. Fantastic. Great job, guys. Seriously. Thanks, intrepid scientists. Yeah, huge <laughs> potential. Well, thanks for listening to Cannabis Nation. We hope this has helped shed light on your most burning questions and dangest desires. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cannabis Nation Podcast. This is Nick. And Susan. And Nana Oh, well, after that, I need to refresh myself with a nice, cool mist of cannabis oil via my inhaler. Wow. Breathing easy. Smooth.